You're listening to the New Song Students Podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm the student pastor at New Song Church, located in Oklahoma City. We hope this message builds your faith and helps you to know God better in a greater way today. Enjoy the message. Did anybody come ready for God's word tonight? Yes. Okay. If you've got a Bible with you, if you're going to take notes tonight, if you're going to follow along with me, get out what you need to get out. Hey, if you are sitting next to somebody that's going to distract you, this is a good chance. I don't need, I'm not, nobody's going to judge you. Get up, move to a different spot, because guess what? I've got a word for you, and I do not want you to miss it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're going to be starting off tonight in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. You can turn there with me. Tonight we are um, conti- or really concluding our series that we've been in for five weeks now. Five weeks. We've been in this series called Simple Gospel. I'm just curious. Has anybody been enjoying the messages in Simple Gospel so far? Man, they've been so good. We've been covering a ton of ground in this series. So far, we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about sin. We've talked about sheep. Hello. We've talked about the Holy Spirit. And last week, we talked about hearing the voice of God. So we've, talked, we've covered a ton of stuff so far, and tonight we're closing out the series with something that I think is the access point to everything we've talked about so far. So it's kind of a big deal. Somebody say, it's kind of a big deal. What we're talking about tonight is really what you need in order for everything that we've talked about up to this point to actually happen. So what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about this simple but powerful thing called faith. Somebody say faith. Faith. We're talking about faith tonight. I want to really unpack this word for us tonight, New Song students, because faith is a word that's kind of hard to define. And with words that are kind of hard to define, sometimes we can find ourselves thinking we know what the definition of that word is or thinking that we're walking in faith or love or whatever when really we're not. And it's important for us to understand what faith actually is, especially if you're a Christian. Because how many of you have seen God today, like physically seen God? Nobody in the room? Okay, well, good. Because guess what? You need faith to see God. And so we're going to talk about that tonight. Hebrews chapter 11, I told you to turn there. It's going to be up on the screen behind me. This passage is a little chunky. Can you all hang in with me? Okay, it's a really good one. Chunky passage, but it's good. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 11, look at what it says. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see with our eyes. Through their faith, the people in, old day, in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. Come on. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. In other words, everything came from God, right? It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. Y'all hanging in with me? We're almost done. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared. Oh, that's crazy. He disappeared because God took him. How many of y'all would be okay if you didn't die one day? You just God just zapped you up. I'd be okay with that. 
For before he was taking up, taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. Okay, we're getting to verse six. Verse six is the most important verse I'm gonna read to you tonight. Are you ready for this one? Verse six, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Whew. I'm gonna read it again. And it is impossible to please God without this thing called faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. All right, if you're taking notes tonight, the title of my message, and it's a juicy one. This one's juicy. Are you ready for it? The title of the message tonight is WTF. What does that mean? It means where's the faith? Somebody say, where's the faith? Look to your neighbor, say, where's the faith? Write that down if you're taking notes, but before we get into the word, let's pray. Let's invite the Holy Spirit into tonight. Father God, we thank you so much for tonight. I thank you so much for every single student in the room, every dude, every girl, every leader, every baby. Come on, there's a baby in the room. I thank you so much for every single person in the room, and God, I pray right now, as, as, as I speak this out in my, as, with my voice, I pray that you would break down any walls in our hearts that are keeping us from hearing your word. God, any distractions, any things that happen today that are just nagging us in the back of our mind, would you break those in the mighty name of Jesus? Because God, we know right now we're in your house, we're under your word, and this means this is an opportunity to hear from you, and we want to. So we are welcoming you in, Holy Spirit. We want to hear from you and you alone. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Men. Okay, so before we can get to the question, which is the title of the message, where's the faith? Before we can get to answering that question, we got to first build a firm foundation and ask the other question is, what is faith? What actually is faith? Faith is a word that is used and abused a little bit. It's used and abused, abused. Used and abused by all kinds of people, especially people like you and me who go to church, Christians. We abuse this word, and I believe that we abuse it because we just lack understanding. We just don't really know what faith actually means. And, and it's important for us to know what faith is because, one, you can think you're walking in faith and actually not be walking in faith. So it's important for us to know because faith, by its nature is something about things that you can't see. And so it's kind of hard to define if you don't know what it is, right? But we need to understand what faith is because if you don't, then you can find yourself um, walking in a life, thinking you're walking in faith, and then you find yourself confused, you find yourself disappointed, and you can even find yourself mad at God because you thought you were walking in faith when reality was you weren't. And so we got to understand what faith is. What in the world is faith? Having an understanding of this word is so important because guess what? Faith is important to God. Faith is a really big deal to God. Look at this. We read this in Hebrews 11, verse 6. This was kind of a big deal. Look at what he says. He says, and it's impossible to please God without what? Faith. faith. You cannot please God. Anybody want to please God in the house? Guess what? If you don't have faith, you can't please him. Okay, anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So there's something that I love about God 
And it's something that we as humans are not very good at doing. But what I love about God is he is clear about the things that are important to him. God is clear about the things that are important to him. So we don't just see the Bible tell us that faith is important and then not explain what faith is. That would be kind of unfair. Like God's like, hey, you can't please me unless you walk in faith. Now go figure it out. That would be kind of rude, right? But God doesn't do that. No, the Bible actually makes it pretty clear that faith isn't just important to God, but it actually makes it pretty clear, hey, this is what faith looks like, and this is what faith doesn't look like. And so we need to know what that is because the stakes are kind of high, right? The stakes are kind of high. If you want to please God, which I hope is everybody in the room, then you kind of need to understand what faith actually is because if you don't, you could be walking in something else than faith and then you're disappointing yourself and you're not even pleasing God. So how many of you want to know what faith is, right? Faith is a big deal, so we need to know exactly what it means. Um, And the thing that I love about this is God is clear about it because it's important to him. He's not unclear about it. How many of you know it would be super unfair for me if I told you something that was important to me but then I never told you how to take care of it, right? Like something that's important to me is my daughter, Marlo. She's pretty cute. You might've seen her tonight. She's pasty white. She looks just like me. My my daughter, Marlo, other than my wife, Haley, is the most important person and thing on this planet to me, right? So imagine with me for a second. Imagine with me for a second. I love you guys too, but just not as much as her. Um, Imagine with me that you... Somebody say me. me. Imagine you are coming to my house because Haley and I asked you if you would babysit Marlo for us. Because we're going on a date. We're going to go get some street tacos probably. Then we're going fin- to finish it off with some boba tea. And um, so we need you to babysit. So you're on, our way, you're on your way to our house. You've never babysat Marlo before. You've never been to our house before. And just for the sake of the illustration, let's pretend that you've never even watched a baby before. You guys... You guys picturing this with me? So you're on your way to my house. How weird would it be if you arrived and I just handed you the baby? I was like, here's the baby. And then I looked at you in the eyes and was like, this baby is the most important thing on the planet to me. See you at 830. Peace. How crazy would that be? How, that would be kind of unfair, right? That would not be fair for me to tell you this is so important to me and then not tell you where the baby food is or how to put her down for naps, or what to do when she freaks out, right? That would be unfair. Am I right? Here's the good thing about God. God is not like that. God is so clear about what is important to him. You know, just like faith, there's another word that we actually use and abuse all the time. It starts with an L. You could probably think about it. Anybody? Love. Love, yes. Love is a word that most people, I would say a majority of people, actually don't have a really good understanding of. And if you don't have a good understanding of what something is, you're going to call anything and everything that thing. Like our culture literally defines love as love. Have you ever heard somebody say, love is love? That makes no sense. You know, if you were to go down the street and ask any random person to define to you what love is, you would get a million different, very unclear and super vague answers. You'd get somebody that says, like, I don't know, it's just like a feeling, I think. You know it when you feel it. That's what love is. But how many of you know? That is super unclear. It's very vague, 
And when you say that love is just love, then that means you can say anything is love, even things that are not love. And so it's important for you to understand what love is because you can be thinking, yeah, I love people. But if you don't really know what the word love is, you could be a really terrible person at loving people. You know, God is super clear about what love is. Did you know that? God doesn't define love as love. He actually defines it in 1 Corinthians 13 as this. Look at this. He says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. Hello. And it keeps no records of wrong. Hello. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never fails, never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Is this pretty clear? Yes, God is so clear about what is important to him. Check this out. I may be saying that I love my wife, but if I am constantly keeping records of the things she's doing that I don't like in the back of my head, guess what? I'm not loving my wife. If you say that you love your best friend, but you're jealous because they got something you thought you should have got first, guess what? That's not love because that's not how God defines love. And God knows all things, right? And so it, just, like, just like love, we need to understand what God defines as faith. Because how many times can we find ourselves thinking, yeah, I'm walking in faith, when the reality is I'm actually not. And I'm not pleasing God, and I'm confused, and I'm disappointed at God when I don't need to be. How many of you know it's important to know what faith is? So who wants to know what faith is? You ready? I know that was a long buildup, but I'm here. I'm about to give it to you. Here is the definition of faith. And then we're going to look at a, a, a guy in the Bible who the Bible actually honors for his faith. Faith is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. Faith is trusting in and, somebody say and. It's trusting in and acting from what God says instead of what we can see. I'm going to read that again. Faith is trusting in and acting from what God says instead of what we can see. That's what faith is. So here's where I think most Christians actually live their life when it comes to faith. I think we only live the first part of the definition, which is this. Faith is trust in God, period. But guess what? That's actually not faith. That's not a bad place to be. Obviously, it's not bad to trust in God, but we can't call that faith because that's not what faith is. Faith isn't just trust in God, period. It's more than that. What, what actually that, what, what, faith, what trusting in God, period is, that's actually hope. Somebody say hope. Hope is different than faith. And hope is where most Christians live their life. Most of us find ourselves living in a life where we stay in hope and, and we say, yeah, God can do that, but not for me. But that's not faith. And we throw the word faith on it, but it's not faith. Look at this. Faith does not stop at trusting in God. It moves into acting on what God says. It doesn't stop at, yes, I trust God. No, it actually moves forward into obedience, into acting on what God said. Another way you can think about this, I want to give you guys the faith formula. All right, you ready for this? Some of you are like, Jackson, you lost me at formula. I've had too many of those today. I didn't come to church to heal her formula. I've had plenty of those today. 
I promise you, you can understand this formula. You don't need a calculator. It's easy. You ready for it? This is the faith formula. It's intellectual agreement plus trust equals faith. Okay, what in the world am I talking about? Intellectual agreement plus trust equals faith. Intellectual agreement is this. It says this. Yes, I believe God can do that. Does that make sense? I believe God can do that. And intellectual agreement is important, but you can't get to faith with just intellectual agreement. You don't get to seeing God do the impossible by just agreeing that the, at the fact that God can do that. That doesn't equal faith. And this is how people, this is crazy, but you can go to church your entire life and you can even read the Bible every single day, do all the things and not be changed. You know how you do that? It's by staying in a place of intellectual agreement where you just believe a bunch of things about God. Yeah, I, got, I know God can do that. And when we stay there, that's not the full faith equation because the faith equation says, yes, I believe God can do that. But when we add trust, then we're saying, I believe he can and will for me. I believe God can do that, but I also know he will do it for me. And that is what equals faith. How many of you know intellectual agreement is important? I think everybody in this room would probably agree with your brain that eating vegetables and working out is good to be a healthy person, right? I mean, you can throw in candy and stuff every now and then, but right, like eating vegetables and working out, that's pretty important to be healthy, right? You can agree with me on that intellectually, but does that make you healthy? No. How? You don't get to experience the benefits just by agreeing on the facts, right? You only get to experience the benefits by placing your trust in those things by doing them by eating vegetables, by working out. And in the same way, this is what faith is. It's not just saying, God, I know you can do it. It's saying, God, I know you will do it for me. So guess what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to serve. I'm going to forgive that person. Even when it's crazy, even when it looks crazy to my friends, even when nobody sees it, hello? Even when nobody sees it, I'm going to do it because I don't just believe God can do it. I believe he will do it for me. Amen? Amen. This is what faith looks like. It's not just trusting in God. It's trusting in God and. And. And what are you doing? Trusting in God and doing something. So there was a guy who was honored in the Bible. He got a, he got a spot in the Hall of Faith chapter in Hebrews 11. It's a guy, you've probably heard about him before. His name's Noah. Y'all heard of Noah before? I know you heard of Noah. This dude was a guy who didn't just stay at a place of hope, but he actually moved into a place of faith in his life. So we find Noah early in the book of Genesis. Check this out. He's a 500-year-old dude, one he picks up in the story. 500 years old. What? He's 500 years old when we pick him up in the story, and he's just minding his own business in this crazy world. And then God shows up, and he's like, yo, hey, Noah, this world is kind of crazy. I don't know if you notice, but people be cray out there. And so I'm just going to hit a hard restart on the earth. And I'm actually going to restart with you and your family. So I'm going to flood the earth and you need to build a boat. Here are the instructions. Ready, set, go. This is Noah's story. God's like, here's the instructions. I'm going to flood the earth one day. Ready, set, go. Now, before we just go on and be like, yay, Noah, you're such a stud. 
What a man of God. We should be more like Noah. Before we do that, can you think about how crazy this is with me for a second? Like, think about this with me. How crazy Noah probably looked to his neighbors. We don't know exactly how long, but scholars believe that it probably took between 70 and 120 years for Noah to build the ark. That's a long time, right? So look at this. That means that for at least 100 years, every single day, Noah, a 500-year-old dude, got out of his house, started building a boat, telling people God's going to flood the earth one day. You better watch out. I'm building a boat. You want to come with me? No? Okay, whatever. You're lost. And he's building a boat for 100 years. How how many of you all know that's crazy? There's a pastor who, his name is Michael Todd, and he's from Tulsa. He's crazy. I love Michael Todd. But he, he talks about what that would be like today. That would be like this. That would be like me coming up on a, on a Wednesday night, best day of the week, and saying, hey, New Song students, check this out. God has spoken to me. I've gotten a word from the Lord, and we're going to be the first intergalactic student ministry. Yes. We're taking New Song students to space. And so here's what I need from you. For the next 15 years, we're going to take up an offering and we're going to fund our first ever New Song Students spacecraft. How many of y'all think that would be a little crazy, right? That would be a little crazy. But look at this. Uh, it it might have been crazy, but that doesn't actually make it untrue. Amen. Noah might have looked crazy to his neighbors for 100 years. But you know what? I promise you, when the flood came and Noah was on the boat, he wasn't crazy no more. Right? He wasn't the crazy guy anymore. He was actually the guy who stepped out in faith. New Song students, we need to learn that faith is going to look crazy to your friends. Amen. It's going to look crazy to the world for a season. But at the end of the day, if you're not walking in, fra- in faith, you're the crazy one. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're not placing your faith in a God who knows everything, number one, yeah. and two, loves you unconditionally, more than any person on the planet, if you're not putting your faith in a God like that, you're the crazy one. This is crazy faith. God's called us to live life, live in a faith that looks crazy to the world. You know, Noah, at some point in his life, did not care what his neighbors thought. And he chose to live crazy faith, but that didn't make it untrue. And students, for you guys, there's gonna be times in your life where people look at your walk of faith and they're gonna say what you're doing is crazy. What do you mean? What do you mean you're not going to sleep with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? That's crazy. You love them. You're dating. Why don't you just go all the way? That's crazy. This is, this is faith. Hey, why don't you, what do you mean your parents won't let you hang out with, with your friends? What do you mean? That's crazy. Just tell them you're hanging out with somebody else. The world is going to tell you that your faith walk is crazy. But just because it looks crazy to them doesn't make it untrue. It's not faith. This is point number two. It's not faith. If you can see it, it's not faith. If you can see it, Hebrews 11, look at this. It says, faith shows us the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. So sometimes we do this thing with God where we're like, yeah, God, I totally trust you. I trust you. And then God's like, cool, do this thing. And we're like, can I get a sign? (laughs) Okay. But can you like, can you give me a sign, God? Yeah. Like, I just want to really, really know that it's you and not me. 
But how many of you know, that is not faith. That is not faith. It's not faith if you can see it. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful. And I bet you Noah was so unbelievably thankful that he decided to live a life of faith instead of wait around waiting for the facts when he was on the boat one day when the flood showed up, right? I bet you Noah was thankful he walked by faith and didn't just sit around saying, God, show me a sign that the flood is coming, right? Because Noah didn't choose to live by facts. He chose to live by faith. The facts that we want oftentimes erode the faith that we need. When you find yourself waiting around for the facts, just waiting around for God to give you a sign in the, in the sand right in front of your eyes, I'm telling you, you're going to miss out on the faith walk that God has for you. New Song students, facts are great, but at the end of the day, if God's given you a word, if he's commanded you to do something, if he says it in his word, it doesn't matter what the facts say. Your faith is going to get you there. Faith is more important than the facts that we see. And at the end of the day, you walking in faith, guess what? It might be scary, but it's for your benefit. At the end of the day, it's for your benefit that you walk by faith. Okay, so this is what faith looks like. Somebody say, this is what faith looks like. This is what faith looks like. So now that we know what faith looks like, it looks like trusting in God, but not just staying there, right? It looks like us moving forward and acting on what God says. That's what faith looks like. So now we know what it looks like. How do we walk it out? Where do we put our faith? What what does that look like? How do we do that? Well, I want to look, as we get ready to close, at a story in Matthew 17. And it's a story, honestly, that confused me for many years. Didn't make very much sense to me. But I feel like the Holy Spirit really gave me some revelation on it, and I cannot wait to share it with you. Check this out. We're about to learn from the disciples' mistakes, which we usually do, right? Bless their hearts. Let's look at this story. Check this out. At the foot of the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He, he often falls into the fire or into the water. This is hilarious. So I brought, them to, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Yikes. Jesus says, he's putting down the foot, y'all. You faithless and corrupt people. How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring me the boy. He's like, get the boy over here. Gosh, dang disciples. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and the boy, and it left him. Amen. From that moment on, the boy was well. Afterwards, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out the demon? What happened? And Jesus tells them, you don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even the size of a small mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here or there, and it would move nothing. Somebody say nothing. Nothing would be impossible for you. Okay, this story is crazy, y'all. The disciples, they're out. They're doing the work of the ministry. Well, they're trying to do the work of the ministry. Um, And they're actually walking in authority that Jesus has already given them. So they've already got authority over demons and all this crazy stuff. And they've seen Jesus do stuff. But for some reason, they can't get this demon out of this boy. And I love how the dad just totally throws the disciples under the bus. He's like, yeah, Jesus, I asked your disciples if they could help me. And they said they could, and they totally couldn't. Total bummer. 
And Jesus, he shows up, he casts the demon out, and then the disciples, they ask him, why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we do this? And Jesus tells them, you didn't have enough faith. First thing we need to know about our faith is this. Our faith can open doors, and our lack of faith can close them too. And we've got to understand this. Our faith actually has the power to open doors for God to do impossible things in and through your life. But look at this. In the same way, our lack of faith has the opportunity to just shut that door, slam that door. Jesus didn't tell the disciples it was the boy's fault. He didn't tell the disciples it was the demon's fault. The demon was just too powerful. You guys aren't strong enough yet. No, he didn't say any of that. He said it was your lack of faith, right? Their faith played a direct role in God's ability to do something in and through them. And New Song students, this is why it is so important for us to understand what faith actually is. Because the faith that we have, us trusting in God and walking it out, has the ability to actually close doors that God wants to keep open. It was the disciples, they were supposed to be the ones that got that demon out, but they couldn't, and it was because of a lack of faith. Their faith closed the door, but this is where I was always confused by the story. And Jay, you can throw on some music as we get ready to close. This is where I was so confused by this story because Jesus tells them, hey, this is why you couldn't do it, but let me get to it. And just, let me just read this to you. Look at this. He says this, you don't have enough faith. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, that's really tiny. You could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move. Nothing would be impossible for you. So the disciples are like, Jesus, why couldn't we do this? And he tells them pretty clearly, because God is clear. You didn't have enough faith. But here's what was confusing to me all throughout the, most of the years of my life. Jesus says, you didn't have any faith, but then he tells them how little faith is actually needed for a miracle to happen. So you mean to tell me that the disciples didn't even have a mustard seed side of faith? Like, come on, they had to have had at least a mustard seed. Like, that's tiny. That's not a lot of faith. Where's the disconnect? And here's where I think the disconnect was. I think that the disciples actually started off with a mustard seed size faith. I think they started off this encounter with some faith. But we know what happens in the story. It's not the first time the disciples have ever witnessed a demon. And it's definitely not the first time they've ever seen a demon need to come out or Jesus heal a person with a demon. They've seen it happen, so they know intellectually God can do this, right? They know 100%. That's a fact. God can do this. So what happens? Well, here's what I think happened. I think they're in the middle of this, and they've got faith. And they're, trying to, they're praying for this kid. They're trying to get this demon out but they experienced a little opposition. It wasn't coming out like the last ones. It, it didn't look the same as the last one. And I think they let what their eyes see cause them to change their faith from being in God to being like, oh man, do I have what it takes? Am I doing this right? Am I praying right? What am I doing wrong? I think this is what happened. I think they started off with faith, but when the opposition came, their faith didn't stay in God. It shifted. Look at this. David Guzik says this, I love this. The faith that we must have, or the faith that we must have has more to do with what kind of faith 
then how much faith is there? A small amount of faith, just like Jesus said, as small as a mustard seed, which is very small, can accomplish great things if, somebody say if, if that small amount of faith is placed not in me, not in my pastor, but in a great and mighty God. New Song students, the placement of our faith is more important than the amount of faith that we have. If you're taking notes, write that down. The placement of your faith is more important than the amount. I think the disciples started off with faith. They had to have, they've seen Jesus do it before. But when their timeline didn't work out the way they wanted it to, when, when things weren't happening with just one simple prayer and the demon just left, they started to take their faith from God doing the impossible to what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Am I praying the right prayer? Am I saying the right words? Is God gonna do this? Yeah, I know he can do it, but is he gonna do it right now? Their faith changed from being in God to being in them. New Song students, when we're talking about faith, we can start to get into this, this mentality of, I need a certain amount of faith for God to do something. I need to muster up faith. I need to like work really hard at just, I don't know, making faith appear in my heart, right? <laughs> have you ever felt that way? Like, I just don't have enough faith. I just need to have more faith. But look at this. Jesus tells us, it kind of doesn't matter how much faith you have. He says, you could have this much faith and say to a mountain, move, and it would move. So what was the issue? It wasn't the amount of faith they had. It was the fact that their faith was in the wrong place. Their faith wasn't in God, because if it was, the demon would have left. Their faith wasn't in God, it was in them. And I think when they, when they saw that opposition, they actually took a step backward. They were in faith, but then they took a step back into hope, saying, God, I know God can do this, but maybe just not today. They went from faith backwards. They stepped back into hope and said, man, I know God can do this, but just maybe not today. This opposition just looks too much for me. And they missed out on something God wanted to do in and through them. Are you hearing me, New Song? Are you hearing me, New Song students? So check this out. I believe so strongly God is inviting all of us, all of us to step out from hope, which hope is a good thing. But I think God is, is calling us deeper, New Song students. I think he's calling us to step out of the boat and go from, yeah, God, I trust you, to, yeah, God, I trust you, and I'm also gonna start moving because I trust you, yeah. right? So before we close, I got three easy steps for us New Song students. How are we gonna start growing our faith? How are we gonna start living this out tomorrow at school, next week? How do we do it? Well, check this out. First thing we gotta do is this, start with God, not with us. When it comes to your faith walk, you have to start with God. You can't look at yourself. Because guess what, when you do that, when you look at something God's told you to do and you start with you, you've already lost the battle. Because guess what, you're gonna say, yeah, I don't have what it takes, or I'm not praying the right prayer, or I'm not doing enough. But if God tells you to do something and you start with a God who is, can do the impossible things, and you start with a God who can, has never changed and loves you, man, when you start with that, it's a lot easier to walk with faith than when you start with you. So we gotta start with God, not us. Second thing is this, this is so crucial. Determine to obey. You gotta start with God, but at the end of the day, when God tells you to do something, you gotta determine in your heart to obey. You know, Noah, 
He didn't wait around for the facts. He didn't wait for the perfect moment to start building. He said, okay, God, I trust you. I'm going to move. I'm going to build, even if it takes 100 years. Man, if God told you to pray for a friend, pray, hey, I want, what if God challenged you? Hey, I want you to pray for this friend that they would come to New Song students and give their life to the Lord. They're living in sin. Their life is a mess, and you have a part to play in that. If God told you to pray for them, would you be willing to and determined to obey and pray more than just one single prayer and just call it a day? That's what walking in faith looks like. We got to start with God, not with us. We got to determine to obey. And finally, this is important, leave the results to him. Once we determine to obey, guess what? It's not on you to determine whether it's happening or not. You got to leave the results to God. You know, I think if the disciples in that moment saw the opposition, saw, okay, the demon's not coming out right, right when we prayed or right when we expected, if they would have chosen to leave the results to God, man, I think they would have pressed in a little longer. Yeah. I think they would have stayed there a little longer, even despite the opposition. And I believe they could have seen a miracle. And for us New Song students, we've got to determine to obey. And at the end of the day, we've got to leave the results to God. It's up to God for him to do the miracle, not you. It's not up to you to do it. It's up to God. That's the point of faith. New Song students, God is inviting you to step out of hope and to enter into faith. I want to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes as we close.